welcome to Hawk Talk. It's Mark's Culture Podcast, where we talk about geek stuff, nerdy stuff, and all sorts of awesome. My name is Danny Shepard, and joining me, as always, is my lovable band of goons, starting with Jeremy Lee. That young. Noel Shefflin. Every time I brap, I slap. And Tony Smith. Hey, what it do, baby boo? How are you? I'm good. And we also have uh, Indy here, Tony's little baby. Hi, so man. we're four hawks and a baby. <laughs> four four, four hawks and a, and a hawkling? Four, four hawks and a hawkling. What do you call a baby hawk? Is there a special name? Um, I don't know. Oh, you call it, call hawk it a hawk. Mm. A what? No, just a hawk. No, it would be a ha. It yeah. would. It's a bock. It'd be a ha. It's a. It's a hawk. Is there a special name for baby birds? Welcome to the. Welcome to science welcome, of birds. Welcome to hawk talk. The, the science podcast of birds. Where we talk about hawks. <laughs> If you like the show, please support us over at on Patreon, Ismahawk Talk, or Patreon.com slash Ismahawk, and support us on there to help us make all the awesome content. Uh, Patreon is the reason why we were able to afford the sweet new mic, so hopefully you guys will be able to hear us better. And if you can't hear us better, don't worry, we'll figure it out in the next episode. You'll probably be able to hear us better. Yeah. Any hoosers. Well, a baby hawk is called an Aya, E-Y-A. Male hawks are Terces, T-I-E-R-C. E-S. Female hawks are hens. Hens. A group of hawks is a kettle. That's so we are a kettle. We're a we kettle. kettle. That's what we should call our fans. The kettle. The kettle. <laughs> and nobody's going to understand that. They're going to wonder why we call them kitchen. Yeah, unless a they're kitchen smart. That, that's Cl- the one thing that they're going to disagree with, not Dude, all the no, other actually, things. A group of hawks is known as a kettle or a cast. A cast? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> We're casted. A cast spelled with a K. No. No, that's not it. Spelled with a Q. No. Q-U-A-S-T. See, literally cast, as in cast of a movie. So stupid. So Henry Cavill uh, Instagrammed something pretty interesting. Did you guys see this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? I have seen it. I showed Tony. So that's pretty neat. So the first thought that I had was not that they were, he was hinting at a black Superman suit. I was, I just thought that that's like. They're making a new suit, and it starts out as black before they paint it. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Or that it was just a black and white picture. But I can see, you know, if they were going with it. The... Does Superman have an iconic black suit that they're referencing? That they're referencing? Uh, yeah. Yes. Dad. yes. Yeah, Dad. So, <laughs> but oh, it has yeah. a silver, like, chrome emblem. Okay. It's dope. Does, it's this, does he get this after he comes back alive? Comes back yeah, alive. So, after, and... after Superman is killed by Doomsday, he comes back, and he's wearing... He comes back with several very iconic visual differences. All right, now as you can see here in this picture, he has a black suit with silver, uh, what look like uh, gauntlets, pretty much. N- no, like gaunt- a- gauntlets go on the hands, uh, bracers yeah. go on the wrists. So wristbands are bracers. And then uh, it's a common misconception, actually. A lot of people think that gauntlets are anything that's on the forearms. A gauntlet's actually something that covers your hands. A bracer or a uh, wristband or wristlet is what goes on your uh, wrist. So uh, there you go. Uh, looks it's like a circlet. A s- no, a circlet goes <laughs> on your head. What are you talking? Right? No, not a tiara. It's a circlet. A circlet. <laughs> uh, what's another hair. word? What's another word for a, a circlet or a tiara? I feel like people. A crown. A crown. Crown. Crown for a king. A crayon. Okay, we are off. Topic. Whose fault is that? Off topic. <laughs> My fault. Uh, so he has a silver emblem, and then. Uh, you'll notice that the most iconic difference here, out of everything here, the most iconic difference is that he has this flowing black mullet. 
which uh, really really ties the uh, the outfit together. Uh, <laughs> it this does. Was it complements the suit. Yeah, uh, this suit was introduced in the nineties. Okay, and uh, <laughs> that makes <laughs> you didn't sense. Gather that. That explains a lot. So, yeah, right. You, you <laughs> got to put two and two together. So here's the thing. My achy breaky heart. <laughs> really interesting thing that they do. You, See, we know how these suits are made. I don't think they paint them. I don't think they cast it in black and are going to paint it. Do you really think that, Jeremy? Uh, well, I the blue suit is already blue, but the emblem is painted. Yeah, but like you can see here when at you least look at, the shading. Yeah, you can see here when you look at this that like w this looks like the S, right? It does. It so, is the S. So okay, so this is the S, but underneath it, this looks like it's printed on fabric, doesn't it? Yeah. So I can imagine it is a black suit. So yeah, I definitely think it's the black suit. This is, all right. Now here's my question: Dope. Being a, a a a man of of colorblind. Oh. Yeah, you thought my shirt was white the other night. It was hella pink. Yeah, White he was wearing a pink shirt. Yeah. I was wearing a pink shirt. These Even holes, after these you holes. yeah, after you pointed it out that it was pink, I still saw it as white. Yeah. I couldn't see the pink. It looked like an off-white to me, but yeah. <clears throat> but does that look silver to you guys? This yeah. right here? Mm -hmm. Or does it just look like light shining on it and making it, it, it black and light shining on it? It looks like gray. It looks like No, it looks metal. like it's black with or gunmetal, like you said. Like a, a really off black. Char yeah, yeah. Charcoal black charcoal black with the light shining on it hella light that definitely looks black black with some kind of silver like metallic in it or something maybe it's the lighting but it, it that looks black to me maybe it's like that, that doesn't look like a black and white photo either like that looks yeah. black yeah. and it would be absolutely incredibly stupid and misleading which i mean misleading yes but i feel like it would be an incredibly dumb decision for Henry Cavill to post up a picture of a suit that's still being worked on. Yeah. Like, why would he do that? Why would he post yeah. up a picture of of a suit that's still being like, especially with the way that, made? that uh, do you DC think is under just, a microscope right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think he was allowed to do it, or they're having a PR nightmare right that's now? A, I think he's allowed to do it. I think, I think he's he was allowed. allowed. I think yeah. Wasn't there news uh, very recently about um, some letter that was leaked about how Wonder Woman? Is an absolute mess or something. The letter wasn't about that at all. It was just about DC in general. They mm -hmm. mentioned Wonder Woman, but the what, yeah. what what was the letter? Do you know the the? It was an allegedly uh, former employee of DC. They're just saying that their decision making is not good. <laughs> Which nope, is essentially it's essentially everything that we've been talking. About, all the critics and fans yeah. have been talking about. This is just in the letter. Didn't they mention though that Wonder Woman's a mess? That person did, but yes. I don't. But the director was like, uh, "Yeah, Patty Jenkins jumped on Twitter and was like, uh, uh, yeah. no, it's not a mess.' You know, it doesn't really matter because even if it was a mess, like Patty Jenkins, the director of her own, like of this film, is not going to admit no, that it's a mess. Of course not. Why would she do that? She's so not, she's not trained. The only way we'll know is when it actually comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, like, take everything with a grain of salt. It's still being filmed. Yeah, it's still being filmed. Yeah. Like. You know how many times Woody Allen would describe all his movies as being a mess until they got into the editing room? <laughs> there were some movies he was talking about, like, I had no idea. This movie was total trash. I was going to throw it in the garbage. And then my editor came and actually made it watchable. <laughs> so, And then, like, some of those films oh, like are, us. like, <laughs> are like critically acclaimed movies. I mean, mm -hmm. like, him, like him or hate him, but, you know, Woody Allen's done oh, some makes, pretty good he's stuff. He's solid a make, solid, solid maker of films. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. It, I wouldn't even say if About it, even if it writing. is a mess right now, does that mean that the movie will be a mess 
in post the final stage no yeah necessarily you know when it actually gets on screen you know it's like that you're not taking into consideration uh reshoots which again everybody always jumps at like oh my god reshoots it must be total garbage in some circumstances yes that's absolutely what happens but in most circumstances films actually budget time for reshoots so it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal Mm -hmm. when movies go and do reshoots um it's a common thing. They have budget and time set aside for that. Exactly. So, yeah, very interesting. Uh, but the back to the black suit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm dude. Oh yes, so much yes. That so, reminds me of the suit that General Zod and Feora were yep. wearing. That's what it reminded me of too. Yep. Like when they were on Krypton. Oh, it might be his Kryptonian suit that is. was made for him when he was a child. Remember, because he didn't get did, he got the suit from the actual ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that he may have more than one suit that's already made on there, or can be made. Ooh, it also could be his um, his dad's. Could, could be. be his dad's. I was going to suggest that it could be one of Zod's, and they replace his symbol on it. Maybe his got destroyed, and so they replaced the symbol with mm. the. Uh, or or I where was are say, these suits coming from? Because they crashed the Fortress of Solitude, and it blew up. And with Zod's them. ship is under Lex's control. <laughs> Well, or was under it Lex's was. control. Yeah. It. What if this suit was his suit, uh, but it was... It lost all its col- color underground. No. God, why can't <laughs> I articulate this thought? Because um, you don't. I'm just kidding. You know how when people die, they are buried in like a suit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, this could be the suit black. he's buried in. Yeah, they're buried in black. Yeah. So like this could have been the suit that he's buried in. So when he breaks out, you see that he's wearing this suit, and it was basically his... <laughs> Oh, oh! <laughs> you just see that he was buried inside of this black version of his suit. So uh, he, yeah. he'll go put on the red, white, and, or the the red, yellow, and blue after uh, he goes and like fights the bad guy or whatever. Suit. Black suit. I think it would be really actually. I think it'd be really dope if it was his dad's suit. I didn't even think of that, and it would still be his on that ship. Suit. Yeah. That'd but where's cool. the ship though? Was it? It did it leave? What if? I don't remember. It what left happened. in Man of Steel, but I can't remember where it went. It didn't leave. It left where it was. I meant like when they where they discovered it in the Arctic. That sounded so weird. It left. Where did it go? <laughs> it just, it just up and left. <laughs> no, they crashed it in the city. Isn't that the ship that? that yeah, that they crashed into the uh, the. Uh, so that's the one that's under photosynthesis machine. <laughs> that's Zod's ship. That was Zod's ship. Yeah, that was Zod's ship. I can't remember where Superman's ship went. It, then I it's remember, still his layer. Then because remember that he uh, Lex sliced off his fingerprint to use for the uh, the to gain access to Zod's yeah. ship. Yeah, but that's so in Man of Steel. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. In Man of Steel, the ship that's crashing that's that's Zod's ship because that Zod is invading. The, the Superman doesn't fly his ship. Yeah, in that moment at least. No, but like Zod was looking for Superman's ship because that's the ship that he was looking for his his. Uh, what did they pod. call it? It was a um. Yeah, the, the, it was like the, the life pod. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poop. life pod. Yeah, the life pod. That's what it was. Thank you. Oh wait, no, that's right. Zod Zod took over Jor El's ship. That's right. Okay, so yeah, that that ship is crashed. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Wait, so they crashed the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Well, so I- that's the ship that's in Metropolis right now, mm-hmm. and then Zod's ship was the one that got sucked into the terraforming device. I said photosynthesis machine. Wow. <laughs> photosynthesis machine. <laughs> We're going to have to rewatch this and double check because I don't remember. It 
And, and does it really matter? It's like, we. I, I think they're confirming right now he will have the black suit. Yeah. Well, the point that we were trying to make is that if it's the Fortress of Solitude that's in Metropolis, that would explain if it's his dad's suit or not. That can't be the Fortress of Solitude that's inside Metropolis because they use Zod's fingerprint to gain access yeah, to it. Yeah, but the fingerprint is tied to your key, right? Yeah. And Zod is the one who put his key in the Fortress of Solitude. God, why don't I remember this? This is a pretty convoluted uh <laughs> series of events series but of events yeah we, we need to watch man of steel and batman versus superman again uh anyway uh yeah i think that's pretty cool uh so you think that's for justice league the first one easily yeah i mean Word. i think that's pretty much you mean young league all all but confirmed at this point uh that i don't know what i'm saying they, they already said i mean they already showed a picture of superman like the seven or six Justice League members they have now, and then Superman is already yeah, like in his costume. So much for the death. Yeah, it's just like okay, so you guys are just straight, and now you're not even gonna play the game anymore. You're just gonna <laughs> like, uh, like we all knew he was alive. It was like what they did with Jon Snow. Well, no, because at the Spoiler very alert. at the very end of <laughs> Batman versus Superman, you know that he comes back because of what moves on his grave, like. That should kind of indicate, yeah. It indicates that something is going on, but it's like you don't see his arm pop out or anything like that, you know? <laughs> like a zombie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zombie Superman. It just punches straight through. <laughs> so, you guys think there'll be, there will be a cape? Yes. He will have a cape yes. or he will not have a cape? cape. I think he'll have no a cape. He doesn't have a cape in no the cape. 90s. No cape. <laughs> no cape. No his capes. hair will be longer. Like I think Zack Snyder Maybe his confirmed. hair will be CGI instead of his cape. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zack Snyder said that his hair will be a little longer. Is he gonna have a back. beard? I hope he has a beard. That'd be That'd dope. Be dope. That'd be that dope. would be so Superman sick. Superman with a beard is like Rebirth. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I said. Like in Rebirth, or uh, I mean, he has a beard in uh, in Man of Steel. He does. I re- oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. burly man beard. And then it shows uh, that that's when like that hashtag started trending. How does Superman shave? <laughs> just <laughs> claws like it Hancock. off. Yeah, just. Or, uh, or in uh, Justice League where he uses his lasers. <laughs> and just like, zzz, like bounces the mirror. off the mirror, the mirror and yeah, then yeah. just burns his, off his face. Impressive. It must have smelled Ridic- really bad. He tries to use a razor. The razor just like Wait, can he mangled. Can he control the aura around him? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Possibly. Hmm. Maybe he uses the solar flare ability to uh, evacuate all the, the heat vision from his... With a sun rays from his body, becomes a normal human, shaves real quick, and then just waits until his powers return. Yeah, probably. Get it? <laughs> a joke. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to the next topic. Since yeah. really, there's not much to discuss right there. So we went to uh, the twitters and the face of the book, <laughs> and uh, we asked you guys what you wanted us to discuss. Some of you guys say that you learn English from us. I'm sorry. Oh no. How? Oh no. What? <laughs> that's not good. No, that's terrible. We we don't we don't even speak English that well, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, mm. <laughs> so, prime like, example. Uh the mm-hmm. Rogue One trailer is number 1, then Luke Cage trailer, then Arkham VR trailer, and then a lot of people uh chimed in with other things they wanted us to discuss. So, I haven't seen the Rogue One trailer, have you guys? Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yes. You saw the new, the oh, new one, right? hey, you. Do you want to yeah. watch it real quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chills. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Dude, Donnie Yen. Bro. Yeah. All is as, as the, all is as the force. Force wills it or whatever. Yes. Will it be? 
And it's just like, and just like, oh, I can already tell he's going to be my favorite character. <laughs> Holy crap. He's a blind dude who uses the force to whoop everyone's ass with, with a, a stick. Bo- yep. He's <laughs> with a bow stick. He's actually force sensitive. He doesn't use the force. Wait, he is force sensitive? So the rumors are he's either force sensitive or he just knows a lot about the force. Like he's a, a shaman type character who, okay. a monk. who is an expert yeah. in the force but is not force sensitive. Either way, but he can't use the force. But he believes in it. Yes. That's dope. That's dope. Dude, Damn, that trailer. Dude, dude the shot, dude. like all of the shots. but like, Every single shot. One this of my is... favorite shots is when she's walking on that catwalk and the freaking ship yeah. comes up. And I'm just the like, tie yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. All right. The sound design of this trailer yeah. is... Yeah, oh, so good, like, dude. I love it when they bring the old sound design, like these familiar sounds that mm-hmm. you associate with these things, but into a yeah. new world. Yeah. Love it. And this looks yeah. like a war movie. Yes. It's the... Like you're on the ground with It's one of people. the prettiest war movies I've ever seen. Yep. Like it's a... Somehow it's saturated, but it's also muted, mm-hmm. and it's super, super clean. The textures are very clean. Math. Mm-hmm. But, textures. Yeah, the textures of the image are really clean, but the production design itself is like retro-futuristic, which is what Star Wars is known yeah. for. You can definitely see all of the detail in everything. It's like this. Yes. You can tell this is what Star Wars, I think, was always really meant to look mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just kind of had to suspend your disbelief when... Uh, when you see the old movies mm-hmm. because the, the technology just wasn't there. And mm. it's different from The Force Awakens. Yeah. It looks different. This is shot yeah. digitally. Uh, Force Awakens was shot on film, which both of them look really good. This one is, it just feels different. Yeah. It feels gritty, like a war movie. I think real. the part that stood out to me see, besides. See, to me, uh, Saving Private Ryan is a gritty yeah. war movie. This feels like a. I don't know. It's this still felt a war kind movie. of Saving Private Ryan-y to me. It does, but it looks different. There, there's you, definitely those action shots where you see like explosions and they're running while there's some kind of shrapnel mm-hmm. or some kind of laser going by. But I didn't really get that a lot from this trailer. I got that from the first trailer. I feel like this is a good example of comparing similar styles but like a completely different look mm-hmm. where Saving Private Ryan, especially the opening beach scene, is really shaky, really jarring, but that's how it's meant to be because he wanted to, Steven Spielberg wanted to portray what it felt like to be in the battle where yeah. you don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and it's hard to see. It's like to be a soldier. But Rogue One, like you can clearly see everything yeah, as a it's lot happening. Even though it still feels hectic and it feels like you're in the middle of a battle, you can still clearly see what's like, you can see the environment, you can mm-hmm. see the action, you can see where everyone's running, mm-hmm. what they're looking at. I was just talking about the tone. The tone. Oh, yeah. The, the tone, tone and I, I think just the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels, feels dark, very dude. very saving, saving Private Ryan-y. Um, the, the shot I really liked, I think the one that stood out to me besides Donnie Yen whooping everybody's ass, was uh, you see the guy on the ground shoot a rocket launcher yeah. and then it mm-hmm. hit the ATAT right in the <laughs> face. And that's cool. Like, yeah. we've never really experienced ground troops fighting. Mm-hmm. Fighting the closest like, thing ground is the Empire air Strikes missiles, back. Empire Strikes Back, really. But then we jump into the ships, yeah, and we're exactly. really experiencing it from Luke's Luke. perspective mm-hmm. more than anything else. Like, I think there was a little bit of ground stuff there, but it was mostly them like fighting ground soldiers and the ships fighting the ATATs. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's like you see the guys on the ground are fighting the ATATs, which is like 
I wonder, you think about it, it's like, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we're going to see a shot of someone getting mushed by one. Ooh. I hope so. Probably. I don't know. You it's, don't think so? It's still a Disney movie. It's Dude, still supposed to be a family-friendly movie. Finn stabbed a stormtrooper right through the chest. Yeah, and but... Went, yeah, that's so, true. So maybe, yeah, so maybe that if they... That sound effect was grimy. If they give the person that it crushes no face or just a soldier, like a mask, because... Like the, it just happens real quick. If it yeah. was a stormtrooper, anyone wearing like a helmet or even just a, a, a robot, mm-hmm. uh, a droid... Um, that would uh, that would make sense too. Mm. That would be that would be a or good maybe a use. Because because like in John Carter, there's a Disney movie. And there's this one part where John Carter gets eaten by a monster and then he cuts his way out of it. Ooh, mm. that's gross and <laughs> awesome. Yeah, true. Okay, <laughs> so just saying. But I mean, yeah, like, I, I, I remember seeing uh, I remember seeing X Men Apocalypse and you see Apocalypse crunch that guy up into a little ball and yep. throw him and throw him. <laughs> throw him aside Damn. Like, oh, I would not yeah. be surprised uh, when I saw that I was like whoa <laughs> yeah. right. did not see that coming that's graphic yeah it's not like it's a Disney movie of course but right. it was only PG-13 mm-hmm. and it's still like this is a PG-13 movie past the ratings because <laughs> you crazy. didn't really see the guy's face and you didn't really see his you didn't see blood if you don't see blood that's that's the rule right pretty much yeah. if you don't see blood you can do yeah, whatever you want there's no blood if you crush a person into a ball <laughs> just so well, you also, know if it's like, how many times have you seen like a stormtrooper get violently killed in some capacity? It's just like they don't really and have all a face. The Star, it's all in all the Star Wars movies. You see, you <laughs> yeah. see uh, a stormtrooper wipe his own blood yeah. on Finn's face. This mm-hmm. is the first time you see blood in, in the Star, Star, Wars. Wars. Star Wars. No, or that prominently I on guess? a human, I think. On human, because I think yeah, because I remember in Empire Strikes Back when he cuts off that monster's arm, you see blood, which but yeah, because yeah. Lightsaber should cauterize. It yeah, should. they they in the in one version of the movie they actually took out the blood. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. to okay. make it more family. I didn't realize that the reason why that whole segment was in there was because uh, Mark Hamill had gotten into the car accident and his face was all scarred up, and so like that moment oh. was basically like you look at it and the scars in. Uh, the scars in uh, Mark Hamill's face from the car accident—the ones they filled in with the blood—to mm-hmm. make it look like uh, what is that? What is that creature called? The, Wa- Wampa Stampa. The, the, <laughs> Wampa the, em, Stampa. Embob, the Wampa. Embob, the the, the, the snowman man. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the, the, the the guy. The abominable, the abominable snowman. snowman. Abominable. Abominable. The adoptable snowman. In what? The in, indomitable spirit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but that was his like actual the scars. Adorable yeah. snowman. <laughs> the adorable snowman. Yeah, he had like these tusks. But yeah, um, so they they filled that in. I thought that was pretty cool. That's interesting. Um, I was totally gonna say something. Oh, uh, in the Force Awakens, when during the uh, the Millennium Falcon chase and going through the the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Finn shot down one of the Tie Fighters that was ch- chasing him, the first one. Uh, or was it the second? When they were flying out, that TIE fighter was spiraling straight and hit a wall or something and just ting, mushed and fell down. Obviously, there was a pilot in there. They didn't yeah. show the pilot, but like, yeah. it didn't live. <laughs> oh, no. He killed the shit out of him. Yep. yep. Uh, well, you see those guys getting eaten by the uh, the monster thing, the tentacle monster. And True. <laughs> yeah. The Rathar? The, yeah, the Rathar. Now we're just talking about the violence of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're just like, how violent is too violent? Can they show an ATAT stomp someone? I'm sure my, because the, my, the tone of this of Rogue One is so different. Mm-hmm. 
the same amount of violence that you see in other Star Wars movie and here would have a lot more impact. Yeah, yeah exactly. There would be a lot more gravity to it. <laughs> see what I did there because yeah, of gravity of crap. stepping on a man. Okay. Because it, it steps on a man. Do you guys say AT-AT or AT-AT? I've always said it AT-AT because AT-AT, AT-ST. Yeah, but... AT... Yeah. I, I mean, think... Uh, I think I know Lucas the, pronounced I've, it AT-AT and I was like... So is J.J. Abrams. A lot of people do. That's Yeah. I mean, Either it's way. funny because like officially sponsored... Uh, Commercials sometimes will pronounce it ATAT, other times they'll pronounce it at at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. So my favorite is tomato the, potato. The atst. The atst. The atst. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Sesame Street spelling. Yeah, the street at the at street. <laughs> the at street. <laughs> this so, trailer looks awesome. So, this movie yes. looks awesome. So, so from what I'm gathering from the trailer. Which I don't know if this was common knowledge. I don't. I try not to know much about stories. But from what I'm gathering, she was on the Empire. She left, and now she's helping the rebels infiltrate. That's what I've gathered from these trailers. Yeah, that's what I got too. Okay. Oh, really? I I wasn't really paying attention that closely when mm-hmm. I was watching. I was just kind of like experiencing the visuals. Um, I was trying actually specifically not to keep up with whatever they were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I actually thought she was, I don't know, like a rebel or something. Not like a rebel, but like a, a bandit or a criminal well, of the, some sort. When Before they revealed it in this trailer uh, or like kind of clarified it, I assumed that she was an Imperial soldier because of her armor or like her outfit yeah. the way she looked. Uh, also, that, the That's fact, what I got from this. Yeah, and she was it. walking through the rebel base in handcuffs mm-hmm. and then they... Uh, removed them exactly. while they were talking to them. Interesting. I, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention that closely. Hmm. Uh, it does look good, though. It does I look good. who the guy is that she's with. That they, the pilot, the other pilot. Oh. Is it, um, the like, other lead. Do you think it's going to be anyone? Or related to anyone? Is that what you're asking? In, like, yeah, in the like if it's a big role. Oh. Mm. I think so. Mm. I don't think it'll this, be a character that we know. You know but. what's interesting? This feels like Halo Reach to me because you know how it's going to turn Dude, out. Dude, that's actually so funny you say that because I went to a comic book shop the o- okay. comic book shop the other day to, to, to pick up my comics and I was like, did you see the trailer for Rogue One? And he's like, no, does it look cool? I'm like, it's basically like Halo Reach. Like, it's you know what's going to happen because it's leading up to the beginning of yeah. like the story. So it's funny you say that. Um, so I'm assuming everyone dies and the planet they're on blows up. Do you think Leia or Leia's parents will make a cameo? Huh. They'd be the right age if they wanted to include them. Yeah. Cause like they have and same with the droids. R2 and and 3PO. You think they'll make a cameo too? I think I hope the, not. I think the droids will definitely make a cameo somewhere. Because like See, the, we know R2 has to get the plans. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about seeing Leia or her parents because the first time we see Leia was um, that's true. Maybe we won't see Leia. Was a new hope, and first time she showed up was to get. Oh wait, Leia gives the plans to R two. Yeah, Leia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leia gives the message. And R two is supposed to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that means somehow the plans need to get to Leia. So, ooh. Yeah, that's what How I'm saying. How is that like, going to happen? Either Leia or Leia's parents are going to be in there, I... or someone will get the plans and say, uh, "I'll I'll, the... del- I'll deliver this to Organa to." Or princess leia yeah hmm. which where did they where do we see that in a new hope where was she she was on, on that ship. ship 
she was on that ship at the huh. beginning of the freighter or whatever yeah, yeah. when the uh when uh they were attacked the star by destroyer star destroyer mm-hmm. yeah and then the uh like all the stormtroopers came in the cabin and just started shooting everybody and then yeah. Darth Vader walked in and then he captured Leia what's Leia's home planet that was blown up Alderaan 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 places Alder- shut up yeah so so Alderaan. do you think that you think Alderaan will make a cameo <laughs> <laughs> I, is that the planet that they're on no that they, they say that as a new planet oh. I can't remember the name of it I think it starts okay. with a J or something so Jack who <laughs> It might not be with the guy. I don't know, but le- b- for all I know, it's gonna fucking blow up by the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, because like there, there needs to be a way to show the power of the Death Star yep. to the people in that universe at the time, because like they're still testing out the space station. Yeah, so exactly. So it's like, oh, let's test it out. Let's blow up this planet. Let's just blow up this planet. Yeah, let's you- blow up this planet. Because the people on the planet, they're like, oh, no, nah, they're bluffing. Like, there's no way a battle station like this can, can like, exist. Can like blow up a planet? That's outrageous. But nope, it happens. Wait, wasn't the first time they ever blew up a planet in the first Star Wars movie? In A New Hope? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think so. Wait, when did they blow up Alderaan? Like in the beginning. Yeah, right at the beginning when Darth Vader captures Leia. Yeah. So they blow up Alderaan right, like literally right when A New Hope starts. Pretty much, It's yeah. been a while since I've seen these movies. Um, yeah, because like he, uh, he wanted the plans or wanted to know where the rebel base is and where... Where is the rubble base? And he's like, I'll. I, th- I think he says, I'll spare your planet or something like that. And mm-hmm. then he doesn't. And then he's, she's like, eh, Hey, why'd you do that? I mean, uh, you hey, know, you much re- more you upset. He's <laughs> like, uh, You're my daughter, but I don't know that you're my daughter. I have to wait until Luke accidentally thinks about it, and then I pick up on it as I read his mind in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Wait, or does he, right? find, yeah. no, he finds out about her in Jedi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jedi. Or at least he brings her up in Jedi. He's like, oh, you have a sister? Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> he didn't know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you thought about it. So I, I felt you thinking about it. And then I picked up on it. And then I realized I learned about it like that. <laughs> I was like, dude, that is the most ridiculous mind reading ability I've ever heard. <laughs> so basically just uh, Darth Vader can read minds confirmed. Yep. Confirmed. Interesting. Confirmed. Just read minds whenever he wants. Dude. Oh, so... I had an interesting conversation the other day about uh, episode eight. Okay. And about Kylo Ren. Okay. Where uh, this someone's dad had never seen any Star Wars movie before, and they took him to the theater to watch Force Awakens. That's the first Star Wars movie to see. And after the movie, while on their drive home, it clicked to his dad. Since he hasn't had any influence from the other movies, and he doesn't know a thing about what the story is about... He kind of has a different perspective on Force Awakens. And the first thing he thought, oh, during the talk with uh, spoilers for Force Awakens, by the way, when Kylo Ren is talking to Han Solo and uh, on the bridge just before Kylo kills him, mm-hmm. uh, that whole conversation just really heavily hints at the possibility that Kylo Ren is a double agent. And he's going undercover as to become a Sith to be able to get close to... Uh, what's his name? Snoke. Snoke to kill him. And the only way to fully become a Sith and finish his training is to kill someone close to him. Yeah. And Han knows that, and it's been years as, since he's been undercover. It It's almost like The Departed. Yeah, I was literally just thinking yeah, that. Yeah, The Departed, where uh, Han knows this. He's just and in knows, deep. Yeah, and it kind of hints at that with Kylo saying, uh, I don't know how 
how I can do this, or I know what I have to do. Will he help me? And Han says anything, and he knows what's going to happen. There's yeah. no way he walked no, out into the Han bridge. Han knew he was yeah, going so to die. Yeah, so he was like, okay, let's do it. Well, it also reminds me of Snape and Professor Dumbledore yeah. in Harry Potter. Like, Snape, Dumbledore specifically told Spoilers Snape, for Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for Harry Potter. Uh, Dumbledore specifically tells Snape that in order to gain Voldemort's trust and to keep his cover hidden, he needs to be the one to kill Dumbledore. And he does. So... Bruh. What if that was the that case? That is an interesting way to look at it. That'd be cool. Mm. I always, I always hoped that uh, Kylo would have a path of redemption, but mm. like that would make his path much cooler, in my opinion. Also, the entire killing of the Jedi Temple and uh, and Luke going rogue, rogue, going basically rogue going into hiding, yeah, mm-hmm. was staged. Interesting. I don't know about that. I don't know how else. That might also explain the flashbacks because w- what we see Kylo doing is killing that guy who was apparently attacking someone. Like, he wasn't facing Kylo. Yeah. They weren't fighting each other. So he killed someone that wasn't fighting back. Yeah. So hmm. where does that come in? <laughs> because in Ray's dream, she was looking at it in the perspective of Luke or... I, th- I imagine she was just kind of there. She was just like... A spectator's eye. And where are the rest of the Knights of Ren? We didn't see any of them. Uh, they Force Awakens. Apparently, they were the the group standing, yeah, they behind, were standing Kylo. behind Kylo. Yeah, yeah. JJ yeah. J. J. Abrams said he would love to see a movie about the Knights of Ren. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be dope. But then, no. Well, I the reason I brought that up was with Ray's dream. I thought that that was kind of a little more in the perspective of Luke because mm-hmm. she touched the lightsaber, which is that's Luke's, true. And Fair. But then she saw Luke. Touch, put touch it, R2. his hand on R2. Is that the camera looking from her perspective, kind of? I would imagine. Because we don't see the two in the same shot. We never see the two in the same shot. So, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, I always I, I always pictured the the that Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren were just slaughtering them, that they weren't really giving them a chance to fight. Like Kind of like yeah, uh, the younglings in Anakin. Okay. So, maybe the guy... The one guy that we see Kylo killing is running away. Maybe. Possibly. That's what I thought. That's a very interesting perspective to have. I doubt they'd go that route. I really don't think they're going to go overly complicated with it. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a regular redemption story uh, where he sees the error of his ways. Well, mm-hmm. now that they've set it up with The Force Awakens, literally, like, episode eight and nine could be anything they want. That so. is true. It really can be. I don't know if they're going to go that complex because. This is such a big movie. I feel like they want it to appeal internationally. And then when you make the uh, the plot a little more complicated like that, I feel like the double it's harder thing? to... Yeah, I feel like it's harder to translate into different languages. I mean, look at Harry Potter. Yeah. Was Harry Potter a smash hit in other countries as well as yes, this country? Definitely. It was a worldwide phenomenon. Were there eight movies to tell that story? And there are currently three movies to tell this one. Yeah, but then the way they explained <laughs> the double agent stuff was literally in a ten-minute sequence. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. it's possible. It's totally possible, and I'd be totally down to see that. I mean, I'm down either way. I I just never thought of it that way. That's pretty sick. I'm also a huge fan of The Departed, so like, I'm totally down with that. Yeah, I like The Departed a lot too. Cool. I'm just curious if if this is uh, you know, because you found out like uh when Guardians of the Galaxy was translated into Chinese, it didn't make any sense. 
or like it was just like mm. ridiculous. Like the translations just were absolutely absurd. Huh. Apparently, yeah. so uh, official translations or like bootleg translations. This was like the translation in theaters. It really, oh. and I, from what I understand, it hurt Guardians of the Galaxy. I, huh? I I don't know if I have too many. De- I remember reading an article about it when Guardians yeah. came out, and it, must it was be hard to translate Groot's lines. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel did it. Yeah, he did. Groot. (laughs) (laughs) Je m'appelle Groot. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see that movie in a different language. Just to hear Vin Diesel say things in different languages. Say, I am Groot in different languages. Yeah, right? Right. Does anybody have a supercut of that? If you guys know where there's a supercut of I am Groot in all the different languages, please send it to us. I would really like to see that. Yes. Same. What do you guys think that that it's possible that Kylo Ren is a double agent? Or do you think that... uh, that he's just a full-on bad guy. That this is yeah. That, that that is just like a really complicated way to look at a simple plot. <laughs> well, I mean, you're like, did you guys? Uh, every time a movie comes out or like there's a TV show, it's like somebody writes this giant spiel about how Rugrats is actually about yeah. like yeah. is actually like all in Chucky's imagination. He's insane after his no no no. It's like Angelica. Angelica is the one who made it up in her head because yeah. everyone. Uh, what was it like? Her God brother it, that Tommy dark. died in ch- uh, stillbirth. Yeah, it was like dark. What? This whole thing. I was <laughs> what like, is going Dude, on? <laughs> or like Foster's home for imaginary friends. It's Frankie who, it, like, everyone is an imaginary yeah. friend, and she's yeah. imagining it because of a snow globe. And she's insane. Yeah, I hate looking at stuff like this. So dark. <laughs> <laughs> Drag me to hell. Uh, I remember when that movie came out. People were saying that it's about an eating disorder. It's about like she what? has a, she has an eating disorder and it's like this is this mo- entire movie is just like huh it's just uh, it translates is everybody knows that uh, knows where that <laughs> article is on uh, drag me to hell being about an eating disorder I love reading like alternate universes me too, so I'm just like I never thought of it this way this is a creative way to think <laughs> yeah of this, this is creative definitely not something that I want officially made right. oh but, god like, please cool but I appreciate see. this creative path that you yeah. went on does it feel a little bit like the dceu is kind of like that where it's like <laughs> this is like one of those alternate universes that it's probably like, shouldn't have been made <laughs> into a mainstream yeah it definitely does kind of that's feel funny. like that yeah, that's like, here's an like, alternate universe look at all these really high budget fan made stuff yeah. <laughs> apparently kevin conroy was not a fan of batman being a killer in batman versus superman i don't know honestly like kevin conroy is what? one of the foremost authorities on batman as far as i'm concerned <laughs> he's been playing he has for been, like 25 years yeah. he's been batman longer than i have been alive yeah yeah that is ridiculous he is batman yeah He's, he's he's Batman more than you are Danny, yeah. technically. Mark he really Hamill. is. <laughs> Mark it, Hamill is the Joker. Yeah. He's more Joker than... Wait, no. So I think they started... That came out in 91. Yeah. So, okay. So I have been alive a year longer than he has been Batman and he has been the Joker. But you, however... Bruh. Your entire your entire life, they have been literally your entire life. Yes. From, exactly from my entire life. Being born to right now... They that has been Batman and that has been Joker. <laughs> yep, it's pretty. That's it's pretty true. funny when you think yeah, about it's it. It's like my that. life. It's my life. What's happening? Any hoosers? Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's jump to the next one. Uh, I think. Long story short, Rogue One looks amazing. Yes, looks dap. Um. So going to the Twitter. Oh yeah, uh, Luke Cage trailer. Oh yeah. Hello, Luke. Cage Luke trailer. freaking Cage trailer. I will yeah. watch anything with Rosario Dawson. So yeah, I want to. So see that's this. your first response. To this one hundred percent yes. Okay, <laughs> cool. I love Rosario Dawson so much. Uh, but dude, aside from that, that trailer looks awesome. Yeah, it was literally just Luke Cage getting shot for two minutes, 
and bullets just like <laughs> exploding his clothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, they, it was just like squib effects as he just stands there looking like really tough. He's just like, <laughs> that's right, I'm Spartan Locke. <laughs> Dude, uh, what's the actor's name? Steve. Steve? I actually don't know. Well, my, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. Yeah. Mike Coulter. So, Mike Holter. Mike Coulter. Coulter. So, uh, what's funny is like he actually had to have live squibs, like bursting on his body and like just not flinch. Like, yeah. all right, you're gonna have live squibs. squibs so he just had bursting. to practice not flinching and not blinking while that goes off. Yeah. That's tough because if you guys haven't seen like actual squibs in real life. Like on movies, it's loud. hard not to blink in anything we film. Yeah, like for me, I don't know why. It's just like whenever we're filming, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, just blinking all the time. It's just a natural reflex, mm-hmm. like especially with squibs, like that many going off at the same time. Yeah, and these are powerful to be able to rip through your clothes. Like, yeah, they're loud, and that takes. <laughs> what about and actually, work? like, yeah, it's like gunpowder exploding inside of your clothing. Yep. And Mike Coulter is just standing there. Like a bo- like just uh, uh, taking the Luke Cage element out of it, <laughs> Mike Coulter just letting those squibs blow up on his body like multiple at a time. He's, He's what a, a boss. He's a pimp. Um, how about your boy Remy from House of Cards as the villain? <gasps> that's who that is yeah. oh crap dude oh man he's going on cooler <laughs> yeah you're going on cooler he's going on cooler i'm i'm Hell super up. excited i love that guy dude um your boy luke cage messing stuff up dude i cannot wait to see this and i hope do you think that any other character will be like a cameo or pr- probably be mentioned you know i i'll be honest i am a i don't know where this takes place in the timeline but Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff always takes place in real time. Mm-hmm. So it's a little upsetting that Jessica Jones isn't in there. I would like an explanation to where she is mm-hmm. because I feel like they kind of had a thing. Well, maybe she's just not in the trailer. Uh, she's not on IMDb either. I literally checked the other day. Uh, I'm sure they've said a statement about it. I know. Lu- maybe. I think in the canon, Luke Cage and Rosario Dawson's character has a thing. No, Which Luke shit. Cage and Jessica it? Jones get married and have a baby. What what was I? Oh, maybe it was somewhere. I don't Wait know. a minute. Was it what happened? Of the trailer because I definitely saw that in the trailer. Maybe it was just the trailer what, then. The what, two of them together. What happened at? The, yeah, she, well, he kissed her head. That's what I, I noticed. That's the only thing I saw. I saw them walking together on the street, possibly holding hands or something like that. That was a quick shot. What happened at the end of Jessica Jones with? Spoiler alert for Jessica Jones. Uh, what happened at the end of Jessica Jones with Luke and her? She left, I believe, to do her own thing. And oh, she, she left at the end. Well, not leave the city, but like she, he, she left her him alone. Like he's off doing whatever, and she's back sitting in her office alone. So did they? They did they get into a fight? Or did they? Did they resolve that? God, I don't remember. I feel like they resolved it, but they agreed that it wouldn't work. That's what I remember. Okay, so we're probably gonna have the build up to this. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought they were like, they were good, and they were still like a thing at the end of that. Uh, I don't think so. I hope that Rosario Dawson doesn't just get passed around as a love interest from yeah, show to show so. because Claire. she that Claire Claire character seems like a really strong, awesome mm-hmm. character, and it's great to see her like popping around. She's an original character, right? I I think so, but I'm not sure. Uh, all I know is that she had sort of a thing with Daredevil, and then she had uh, she came into Luke Cage or uh, uh, Jessica Jones for a bit, and then she. 
might have a, a thing with Luke Cage now. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's cool. That's fine. I don't care if you do that. But um, I'm just like, let's keep making Let's keep. Like, that, let's not make her, that all of her, yeah, that let, all her character is. That absolutely mm-hmm. should not be but all of her But I mean, her, her, her part in season two of Daredevil was like really good. Like her one scene. Was she only in one scene in Daredevil? I feel like she was only maybe a couple scenes in in like the season two. I feel like she was only in like one or two scenes. That scene in the hospital when uh, Foggy comes to talk to her mm-hmm. and like yep. he resolves that whole situation. I really like that scene yeah. for some reason. That was really Didn't cool. she encounter the Punisher? I don't believe she did. I could oh, she was with Foggy and they were trying to get out. Yes. while he yes. yeah okay yes. yeah. Hmm. I wonder what Punisher. that conversation would have been like. Yeah. Between those two, yeah. yeah. Which do you think the Punisher and Daredevil are gonna, might make an appearance, like just a quick cameo? I don't know. I don't know. Can we please see Daredevil appear in somebody else's show? God, for real. Let's like get Come these. On. Let's get these defenders Didn't going, man. Someone say that uh, both Daredevil and Jessica Jones aren't going to premiere till 2017. I heard they would be delayed, but yeah, 2017. Gosh, dang, yeah, that's that what they said. For real. That's what Marvel said. When is so? Are they doing Luke Cage then Defenders then Daredevil? Season I thought they were doing three? Luke Cage. When is Iron Fist? Where? Oh when? yeah, probably Iron Fist is next, and then Defenders. Okay. 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 Yeah. I I really ho- I think okay. So I really am confident that Daredevil and Luke Cage will cameo in Iron Fist mm-hmm. because didn't Danny Rand cameo in in Daredevil season two? Did he? He was Where? one of the. He was one of the guy, The kids. The the. Uh, what are they? The black spot or whatever they're called. The the hand. No, like the 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 kids. The humans. Oh, yeah. Uh, black sky. The black sky. Weren't they? Didn't he? Can't I swear they said Danny Rand. Did they? They I said. I swear, I I swear they said the name Rand. Missed that. Uh, I need to look it up. You guys keep keep talking. I'm. I need to look this up. Uh, so Luke Cage comes out in September. Uh, Iron Fist is this year, or I don't know when Iron Fist is actually. I know, so okay, let's look this up. Because they already started filming; they've been filming. It Did says 2016. Okay. Um, doesn't have a <coughs> date as of yet, though. Do so, do you think Iron Fist is, might make an appearance in Luke Cage? I think so. I think he might. I mean, season two. Danny Rand will make an appearance. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Iron Fist will. Oh, season okay. two of Daredevil had Daredevil. Spoilers for season two. Season two of Daredevil had Daredevil, Elektra, Punisher, Kingpin. Like, they had... Mm -hmm. Like, that's four pretty substantial characters. Even if Daredevil... Like... And I like how they all tied into each other. Yeah. It just wasn't a quick cameo. Like, it made the story move along. Exactly, exactly. And I think it'll be something like that where maybe these characters won't even get an action scene like Kingpin. He was just sitting down. But, like, maybe mm-hmm. we'll see some of these characters at least get Dude, introduced. Dude, Kingpin hella went ham. Dude, <laughs> oh, man. When he broke those chains, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, someone's going to get fucked he up. complete control. Yep. Ridiculous. Also, uh... God, what was it? With the Punisher? He straight manhandled him, threw him down, just went ham on him. Dude. Like, what? Dude, the Punisher killing all those dudes in prison was dope. Oh, uh, yeah, So dope. we meet uh, Daniel, who was the son of an accountant for the Hand named Stan, but they aren't the Rands. Okay. Okay, so I think I mm. I thought that th- the kid was blonde, his name was Daniel, and... Fair oh, enough. the accountant's son? Yeah. I thought that, that was kid. I no. thought that might have been Danny Rand, but I was wrong. Okay, sorry about that, guys. No, because I was wrong. Uh, what's his name? The actor who plays uh, 
from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. yeah. See, I, I thought I thought for some reason they they just recasted. Oh. Wouldn't be the first time. True. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think they've ever done that in Marvel movies, but uh, or in the Marvel universe, but yeah, no, they have. Uh, Rhodey. Yeah, Rhodey. They replaced Terrence Howard. I wonder if Luke Cage is going to get in some kind of like trouble with the law and Matt Murdock, like they'll, they'll be assigned to like his case and like that's how we'll That'd be cool. It. That'd be cool. I'd be down with that. I don't know why we haven't already seen that. Yeah. Like <laughs> we had lawyers and stuff all over the place in Jessica Jones where you literally could have just cameoed Foggy or like Nelson and Murdock yeah. for mm-hmm. like a second, but now like Nelson and Murdock are disbanded after season two of Daredevil. So it's like <laughs> avocados at law. Uh, avocados at law. I just, I, I just wish they would cameo more. It's like the the shows, the movies cross over a lot. It feels like, and the show doesn't seem to Not really cross over as much at all. And I feel like there's way more opportunity there. Yeah, because you have more hours. You have 13 hours of content. You're telling me you couldn't just fit in? Yeah, but you could fit all these freaking characters in Age of Ultron well, and thinks it made sense. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was the thing. Like, if it doesn't make sense, then don't fit it in. Fair enough. They're not trying to shoehorn it in. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. I just don't think Which it would good. be that. I don't think it would be that difficult, and I don't think it would necessarily be shoehorning if if they planned it properly because mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Like, in movies, I don't think you should shoehorn cameos in because it's excessive, but... Uh, but like for a thirteen-hour TV show, yeah, you, you, totally, of, you, you have totally plenty. You have plenty of time to do one scene where they cross over. That's yeah, it. Yeah, like Electra. Like honestly, if the season two is just about Daredevil and Punisher, or or just Daredevil and Electra and save one of those characters, I feel like this story would have been more clear. But like that shows you that you can put these three characters in a thirteen-hour series and have it make sense. Yeah. So like you could totally do that. And have it work. Hal was saying Hal is our uh, prop uh, prop master and does like costume design for what up, Hal? one of our next videos. He's freaking dope. We'll have him on the Hawk Talk one day. Hell yeah. Uh, he he says Daredevil season two is his is his favorite season. He likes it mm-hmm. better than season one. And I was like, I don't know, man. Season one was real dope. Yeah. Season, season one, one is real dope. Season one. Was. I I don't know which one's my favorite. I can't. Season two had a lot of awesome elements. Don't get me wrong. It had a lot of really good stuff in there. Yeah. But uh, I think season one just really. I like season season two. I feel like started really strong and then ended not as strong. But I guess that was I feel like season one did the same thing where it starts super strong and then it's like a little weaker towards the end. It's not bad by any means, but it just the highs are just so high in the beginning that the lows you feel them. When mm-hmm. it's just a smidge lower. I think I like season one more, but like the reason I love season two so much is Burnthal as Punisher, dude. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. so present. He has a presence, man. He's he's mean. Yeah. He's a mean I... dude. And like I love that he was like bruised for half of the show. I don't know. I just I like <laughs> when characters are all messed up for like a good portion that they're dude, on. Towards the he end. was violent, man. He yeah, was, he was. like yeah. he wasn't just killing people. He was straight torturing like them. Like Matt Yeah. Those dudes when you see on the hooks, dudes. Yeah, when you see the dudes on the hooks, I was like, "Oh crap! Punisher did that? Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, Hung him on the guy meat who hooks. Did I thought that was gonna be the bad guy of the season. Yeah, I thought that was the villain. <laughs> yeah, the villain was the one who was doing that. No, it was freaking the uh, guy who was supposed to be seen as a punk, <laughs> which I think was brilliant writing because they're like, "Yeah, dude, this is something that a villain would do, and we have a hero doing it that you're supposed to eventually get behind." Yeah. Mm. So that part at the carousel when he takes the guy's gun, he's just like, bra, 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 bra. so was dude, awesome. Yeah. Hella so brapped sick. everyone. Dude, he brapped everyone. Dude, and a... towards the end when he was so beaten up, mm-hmm. he literally looks like a skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. That was 
Whoa. Dude, uh, back to Luke Cage. Did you notice that he's wearing like his his like gauntlets and headband when he gets out of that Wolverine style pool? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I completely missed that. Yeah, he's like he's wearing like the headband and the uh, and the uh, wrist bracers. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder if we'll see him like Wait, did he come out of the same lab? No, no, I don't think so. I don't really know. I'm not too informed on his origin story, uh, but it seems like he was made in a lab, according to the show. Could be different in the comics. Because I know in Jessica Jones, when they were talking about it, Jessica was born with it. Mm. And he said that he was he was he given? Given the powers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I guess we'll see that backstory. I wonder here. if we'll see him su- use some of his like his weapons that he uses in like the comics or like the games, like his bike chain and shit, or whatever that is, his... uh. Like motorcycle chain, I'm oh, pretty sure he yeah, uses yeah. that as a weapon. I don't know. I think I think that'd be cool. I like that he uses. He, that's not a weapon that someone uses. That's just a thing yeah. that he'll use to hurt someone. But like, can you imagine his strength? Like, if someone that strong swings a bike chain at yeah. you, yeah, you that could half. take your head off. Dude. Yeah, yeah exactly. you're you gonna get shredded, bro. Yeah, yeah. He's got super <laughs> strength and he's bulletproof. Yeah, that's I like how tough. you just see him like grab a guy and just toss him into a wall. Like, I love the destructible environment stuff here. Is Me you too. just see him throw someone into a wall and the wall yeah. rips like paper. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do something like that. It reminds me of when Batman was beating the crap out of everybody in the warehouse scene. Mm-hmm. He just like throws a guy in the side and like you see Dude, all like straight the, pop through a wall to grab a guy. I know, <laughs> like, bro. What? Batman went through a wall for Crazy. that. We should make we should make a comic logic episode about that because his. It's like, all right, how much force does it take to bust through a floor? Yeah. Because yeah. he definitely busted through a floor which eight people were standing on. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it was like an old broken down warehouse, that's still like many layers of wood to go through. Exactly. And going also up. you got to keep You're in not consider- going down. Yeah. You got to keep in san- uh keep in consideration there's also like what eight people standing mm-hmm. up there. So it can't be so weak that the floor can't hold the eight people. So yeah. he needs to be strong enough to push up against Granted, gravity to rip through the floor. Based on the sound design, it sounds like he detonated yeah, a small I was gonna charge. Say, it sounds like it blew it up because after that, he immediately went up. So what happened is, I imagine, something blew up, then he shot his grapple gun because he couldn't mm, shoot his grapple gun okay. through yeah. the floor. And then that went makes up sense. through. All right, well, but, but he's still, still, that doesn't... Ex- <laughs> that, the wall. <laughs> he still busted through a wall. He still rock bottoms someone through a wood wooden crate. Also, he throws a wooden crate. Like he he grapples <laughs> it, but he still uses his arm to throw an entire. And then crate. that one guy who's already down, he took him and threw him into the bottom. Yeah, like he broke the wood paneling and went into the concrete. What? This dude's strong, bro. <laughs> I mean, we should definitely do the math on how much strength that would that's take. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, we totally got sidetracked. Luke Cage there. just tears up the fucking building. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Luke Cage is actually a superhuman. Yes, mm-hmm. he's a legit. Batman is just a strong man. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Captain America and Winter Soldier with a shield just runs right into a wall while chasing Winter Soldier through the building, the <laughs> office building. <laughs> just like what? Right through it. Tears down the door. Do peak human. Peak human condition. No. Holds down helicopter. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Holds down helicopter. That's all he is, is peak human. <laughs> it's just like, that, that, that's the sexiness shot. What, is, yeah. is that what, what, yeah. what was your sister saying? Uh, is that the sexiness shot? Probably. Yeah, just like, just holding it. <laughs> Flex. Yeah, uh, I worked hard on this body. Let's show <laughs> We're going to show it off. But yeah, uh, I'm excited for Luke Cage. It seems like it's going to be cool. It's going to be dark. And it's mm-hmm. going to be a very different take on the uh marvel cinematic universe i'm excited Mar- yeah i'm super stoked i'm excited to see uh uh your boy remy just in another, in another yeah right show that'd be cool um who's he playing Cottonmouth, the bad guy 
Huh. Yeah. Uh, so one of my favorite shots, I don't, I, Jeremy, I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with this. One of my favorite shots of the whole trailer was where you see Remy and he says, <laughs> I don't know, call him Remy. <laughs> Remy <laughs> from uh, whatever his name is in the show. Uh, and he's like standing there and he's like, everyone wants to be king. And in the back, yeah. it, look, it looks like it looks like a, there's a, a painting. Is that like Biggie? Is Biggie, it a Biggie, Biggie painting? Biggie, it looks like a Biggie painting. It looks like the Biggie painting of that. Biggie wearing the crown. Yeah, I love I know, that. I know and, what you're talking about. And the, it looks like the crown is on his head, but you could tell it's in the yeah. background. I was like, I, the framing of that is, is yeah, so dope. I, I love that shot. That's awesome. That's brilliant. The, that's the one thing I noticed. And But I didn't realize it was a painting of that... Uh, What's it called? It's like one of his album covers. Yeah, I right? can't remember which album cover it was. I didn't. I didn't even see that. Like, I guess I wasn't paying attention. That's a dope. the fact that I noticed that that was a biggie thing. And it must be then. Well, I was the, just more focused on him. Yeah, at same the, here at the moment because I was like, oh shit, it's Remy. Yeah, that's yep. it. That's it. Yeah. So I'm gonna send you this so you can post that's it cool. up so people can see. Uh, but the fact that I noticed that that was biggie. R I P B I G. Yeah, and I like how this this takes place in Harlem, right? I'm pretty sure it does. Cool. Uh, I'm surprised none of you guys picked up on that sooner, and I was the one who picked yeah, up on no, that. Yeah, that's like of, of, of all people, of us. Like, <laughs> you guys all actually like his music. <laughs> I don't even know. I honestly barely know what the guy looks like. <laughs> How did you know that? Yeah, that's I've hilarious. Seen that. I mean, it's yeah, a pretty so it's a classic I, image. It is a, yeah, an iconic album cover. I don't yeah, really listen to his music, but I've seen the cover. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that I don't really know him, and that's all that I know of him, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that oh, it's, oh, he's yeah, in that, front of a Biggie poster. That's dope. That, that might be. And I love that because he's from New York. That's hell. That's sick. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's it, that, that was it comes it, full that, circle. The framing and cinematography on that, I think, was that tells a story in that I, image. Yeah, it tells a story in that image, and I think it is. If this is like we get more of that, if that's we can expect more of the same. Mm-hmm. I think the cinematography in the show is going to be pretty oh, fantastic. Yeah. Dude, the level of cinematography in the Marvel shows is completely different than the cinematography in the movies. It is. The movies are shot. To me, it feels like they're shot like a basic blockbuster with a lot of cool action. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're innovating on some really cool shots and stuff like totally. that, but it's not, it's just for the, it's action focused. Yes. The cinematography in the shows, especially Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones, they, it's equivalent to, I don't know. It seems like they have less expensive Story. resources. Yeah, they have less expensive resources, but the way they frame their shots and the way the shots... It's for the story. Feel, for the story that's... It, like, yeah, I totally get focused you. on the story, and the action is there as a compliment. The, uh, yeah, so the, so like the shots in the Marvel movie, I think they're much more focused on the spectacle of the action, and like, but I think the, in, in like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, it's about the character and what the character is doing and yeah. what's motivating the character. Cause like in honestly, in a lot of the action scenes in Daredevil, you can't see a whole lot because it's really dark unless you like lights are off. There's also not a lot of crazy camera movement True. and it seems like crazy camera movement. And when I say crazy camera movement, like dynamic, think, yeah, think about yeah dynamic camera movement where like, think about the Avengers mm-hmm. and how much the camera moves around. Like the mm-hmm. camera moves around is moving like crazy the entire yeah. time yeah. because they're capturing mm-hmm an entire city of battling as opposed to just watching one dude fight. Exactly. So the way I picture it is this is just the way I see these movies. Um, and you can disagree if that's fine, but with movies like the Avengers or with civil war, mm-hmm. when you have a scene, if you had to sit down and break down the movie into scenes and figure out how to shoot it, 
all the dialogue scenes are pretty basic like yeah. okay this is dialogue this is dialogue scene let's sh- all shoot it in this week so we can finish it all out and do the action afterwards mm-hmm. so when they shoot the dialogue scenes uh let's say there's you know us four people sitting at a table and we have dialogue so mm-hmm. basic coverage is the wide and then over the shoulders and then good coverage all right we got it let's move on to the action and then the action is like with all the crazy camera yeah. movements, like the big budget stuff visual effects and everything and that i feel like that's how they see it and then Granted, like all cinematographers, like they're trying to tell a story, but like with that this amount of stuff that you have to get on this kind of timeline, mm-hmm. like you can't really afford much. Exactly to yeah, that. Yeah. But then with shows like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, it's pretty much all dialogue, and then with big set piece action moments, mm-hmm. and they have a uh, the timeline of a TV, uh, TV Ske- schedule. Yeah, 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 basically. So if it's mostly dialogue based then they look at the script and they go, okay, so this scene is really important. It tells this story through dialogue and exposition and stuff. So let's see, four guys at a table. The way they, the way I see them planning and the way that I see it in the show is that it's not just the wide and then over the shoulders and then they cut into basic coverage. Like they plan on how, where the camera should be during parts of the dialogue rather than encompassing the whole scene. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I know exactly. I, I get what you're saying. So the cinematography is there for to push the story and symbolism and themes forward, mm-hmm. rather than just basic coverage and a dialogue, big and action. With, and with a show that's that's heavier on dialogue than it is action, you have to make it mm-hmm. at least look a little bit more engaging. Because I mean, I mean, I don't mind listening to dialogue, but I'm just saying for people that are watching a show expect like they're watching a Marvel show expecting some action. I'm sure the camera movements and like just the way the cameras place in these shows. Like I'm yeah, engaged. The pl- placement of camera, framing mm-hmm. completely different uh, than the feel for the movies. And you can argue that you know they're two different, way different types of media. Mm-hmm. Like two hour movie compared to like a thirteen episode show. Totally. And different types of content, different themes and tone. But like the way that you think about cinematography and how to frame shots, it's it's still completely different regardless of all those things. Yeah. Hunt it. Hunt it. Hunt it. I guess this is a terrible example, but to kind of get the idea across is the cinematography for G.I. Joe compared to the cinematography for Lord of the Rings. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, the I mean, G.I. Joe is focused on the flash. Lord of the Rings is focused on everything, really, but, like, the story. Yeah. Like, I, I, also, I mean, I don't know if that kind of pushes my point <laughs> or Lord of the I'm... Rings I feel like focuses on scale yes true. like the, the big thing I, yeah. I when I when I think Lord of the Rings I think scale I think they're trying Lord of the Rings is trying to show you an entire world fantastical which yeah. is like the shots seem like they are bigger everything seems like it's framed bigger like yeah but like even during dialogue uh so the whole, here, the here, whole, here's how I look at it. Okay. Every cinematographer is trying to invoke, like trying to get emotion. Yeah. And I feel like the people that are shooting G.I. Joe and the people that are shooting Avengers, they're like, they want to get people excited and like, whoa, that was crazy. But then people watching Daredevil will be like, oh man, did he just say that? Did that just happen? Like, it's just a different emotion. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Yeah. But like going back on your point with like, for example, Return of the King, uh, the big scale battles <laughs> of Gondor. Like, yeah. Holy crap! Like that's <laughs> that shows scale. But then you cut in inside of Gondor with uh, the Mad King, the Mad King, the Mad King. <laughs> the mad king. I mean, uh, he was a Mad steward. King. Yeah, he was the a Mad of King. The steward of Gondor. 
uh, sitting in place of the missing king. But that scene where he's eating his dinner or his lunch and with uh, Pippin in the background and they're talking, it's like sing me a song. Like that, that's just literally all dialogue. But the way that they frame and the way they plan when to cut into tight mm-hmm. shots and the framing is different than how they plan the action. Yeah, I, no. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but like, <laughs> do you get the... I get you. I'm yeah, I understand it. Doesn't yeah. he jump on the fire where Boromir's being burned? Yeah. Nerd. I mean, he was standing as he was lighting the fire, and Boromir wasn't even dead. No, he, he, was he so... didn't jump. He got... <laughs> no, Boromir was, was Ned Stark. Faramir? Faramir, yeah. It's Faramir, Faramir yeah. was the Faramir one was, still was alive. getting was getting burned alive and um your boy And he woke up and he was like, I'm still alive. Your boy's like, burn him! And he's like, No, 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 don't kill me. I'm Man, still alive. Fa- and he's like, I don't care. Has... Yeah, your boy Gandalf <laughs> rode in and smacked you, smacked yeah. the dude in the face and he fell on the on the on the pyre. It's just like, God damn it, you're evil. Yeah. You burn your own son. Well, you liked too. Faramir, no, he didn't like Faramir. Oh, that's at right. All. He liked Boromir and Boromir yeah. died. Faramir was like the least favorite child. Yeah, it's all right, man. man we he get lived it. a tough life. I have no idea Every- what y'all are talking about. Everybody likes it. It's Ned Stark, dude. Everybody loves Ned Stark. Dude, I know you Everybody don't like Lord of the Rings, but the storytelling and the the themes and undertones for oh, it yeah, no, is like insane. Just in regards to cinema, because you like you like film, you should watch those movies. Yeah, dude, Return man. of the King won the freaking Academy Award, the Academy Awards. It won all of the, them. No, all of them won what? awards. All of them. Yeah, but. The Return of the, the King, Return of the King won Best Picture. Best. Oh, that's what you meant. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't understand that. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the only Academy Award that really is like the one that's like the, the big one it's of the, the year. the Best Short Documentary. The Best Short Documentary. <laughs> Dang, yeah. the Best Short Documentary for the Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> the Academy Award goes to Larry Johnson for, for Best Best Boy Electric. Wow! What? Yeah, dude, that's 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 the big the big award that just happened. <laughs> yeah, I'll become a, a best boy electric just to win an Academy Award. Yeah, dude. Wait, is there Said actually an award no for one. best boy electric? No, no. there isn't. <laughs> How can you award someone like what? <laughs> I mean, recognition would be nice, but it's not like they go into that field. There needs to be a stunt Academy Award yeah, definitely for best there for best stunts. Does. It's actually Jason Statham's been like like trying to get that like hard i think anyone who's ever done stunts is i feel like it, it's just the problem is it. just it's actors, an art of its own, man. actors like, have such huge egos that they can't let go of the fact that they're not doing their own stunts that mm-hmm. oh yeah no there's someone more badass than you doing your stunts making you look good yep. and it's like dude give credit where it's due man Absolutely. like someone is risking their lives to make you look cool Give them credit for it. Let them win the damn award. Sarasla. Like, uh, especially after that whole Olivia Munn thing happened. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar, uh, Olivia Munn said that she did all her own stunts in uh, Age of Apocalypse. Or <laughs> Age X-Men of Apoc- Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse. It was actually supposed to be called that, but they changed it. Yeah. Uh, so she said she did all her stunts for X-Men Apocalypse, and then there a picture surfaced of her with her stunt double. And That was the- even before she made that statement. Like, you already see the behind the scenes pictures with her and her stunt double on set so why would she say that <laughs> i i didn't read she that. I, don't know. I do some of my stunts or i trained i did <laughs> i did stunts yeah i do stunts. i did my stunt i did i did, I did some of yeah i did some of my stunts maybe maybe that's what she meant and it was just blown out of proportions maybe. because of the that media is, that, that sounds more likely meant. but like 
if she did mean it, as in she did all of her own stunts, that's kind of disrespectful. Yeah. To the stunt men and women. It absolutely. Out there. Is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's not what she meant. I'm sure she felt I super bad and probably meant to say, "Oh no, I meant I'm doing stunts for this. I not I'm doing all of the stunts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm doing right. I'm doing all of my own stunts." But there's somebody else doing... I'm trying to find a way to frame that in a way that... <laughs> hey, Noel, why don't you go ask her? Text her. Yeah, I'll text her. I'll hit her up. Yeah, cool. Hey, I like Olivia Munn, too. So Me, too. Like, I'm a big fan. I'm sh- I'm, yeah, I'm sure she didn't mean it like that. I hope. But, I mean, you know, whatever. Just if they, if they give gets, credit to the stunt guys, dude. They do a lot of hard work, and they risk their necks every time. If, doing, they, if they put stunts in the Academy Awards, Tom Cruise might finally win his Oscar. <laughs> Tom Cruise doesn't even do all his own stunts. He no, does he have a stunt double. He has a stunt double, but he does some. He does, he does some yeah, crazy. No, he does, he does some, some crazy stunts. stunts, but and but even like I think even Jackie Chan has had doubles in the past. Whoa, yeah, it's like every actor has had stunt doubles because they're like because you cost money insurance, well, yeah. yo. No one's gonna cover yeah, that. Well, and yeah. also, you, they, we need you in the sequel. Totally, so. yeah. No, I've, I I understand where that 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 goes, but I am a little surprised with like Jackie Chan. That's interesting. I I can understand though, like because you I look have at like no basis to confirm that, so. Maybe he like. I would be surprised. Well, like, I need yeah, well, that's the thing too. I can imagine like it's mostly for if he hurts himself. Yeah, because you look yeah, at bloopers and he makes like funny faces and funny sounds when he hurts himself, but it looks like it hurts. You're yeah, like, no, it definitely hurts. Ooh, that looks like it hurt. Ooh. Yeah, he's like, ooh, he's like, ooh, ooh, He's broken so like, many bones in his yeah, body. Yeah, it's like, dude, that multiple that, times. You, could, you are you're taking this like a champ, dude. I probably would cry. That looked like it hurt. No one will cover him. Yeah, he. He, impossible to get insured. Yeah, but uh, dude, if you're on the Jackie Chan stunt team, props to you, man. Yeah, That's tough. straight oh. up. That's uh, next level. So uh, Jackie Chan, I think I was watching this interview, and uh, and if you're familiar with this, send it send it to us so I can show the guys because uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. But there was this interview with him, and it was the first uh, fight scene he shot with Bruce Lee. Whoa. And he I was talking about yeah he was talking about he was in a fight scene with Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee did something he like extended or something and he he hit Jackie Chan in the face with a pole with a bow staff or something like that was that what he did something like that something like that he hit Jackie Chan and they kept finishing the take and boom 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 uh, Bruce Lee finished whooping everybody else's ass and as soon as he said cut he was like oh my god are you okay are you okay and like went over to check on Jackie <laughs> yeah. Chan he's like are you all right hey you okay and and Jackie Chan's like yeah yeah I'm okay I'm okay. And he's like, he's like, what's your name? He's like, Jackie. He's like, all right, Jackie. I'll remember that, Jackie. You're gonna, you're gonna go places, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And and then every time, like during the rest of the scene, he would look at Jackie and be like, Jackie. And he's like, <laughs> like making these faces at Aww, each other. And I was just legendary. like, ah, I love Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. That's such a cool that's piece awesome. of cinema I didn't know history that. right there. I didn't know that. That's cool, man. Thanks for the story. Also, a moment in Enter the Dragon where. There's a, uh, it's uh, he's fighting uh, this uh, white guy, long uh, brown hair, and they're fighting outside, and there's uh, there's all these people surrounding them, and uh, the guy breaks a glass bottle and gets ready to attack Bruce Lee, and then Bruce Lee kicks him. Well, that guy apparently cut Bruce Lee's hand with the bottle, oh. and uh, apparently he was being kind of a dick on set. Uh, so when Bruce Lee kicked him, Bruce Lee kicked him. Yeah. Oh shit. And <laughs> Bruce Lee is the same guy who could do this and make you fly five feet back. Just the one inch. Punch. Yeah, the one inch punch and make you fly uh, five feet back. So when he kicks you, a man who is known for kicking, <laughs> it gonna hurt. This man <laughs> flew. Apparently, that guy was not getting up anytime. <laughs> oh my god. Damn, bro. Could you imagine? Dude, he could put. 
his finger through a soda can and in a time when soda cans were made of tin and not thin aluminum like they are today. Is there video of that? Yeah. I need to see this. Dude, it's how? <laughs> Badass. Did you guys ever see that? Uh, I know that we were just talking about Bruce Lee, but did you guys ever see that that fake Nokia video of him yeah. doing nunchucks at playing ping pong? Yeah, that was a dope video. I thought that I was that. real for the longest time. It was so sad when I thought that it was fake. I was like, I bet you Jackie, I, I, sorry, I bet you Bruce Lee could have done that if he wanted. He totally could have. I agree. He totally could have done it. He totally, he totally could have. Even if he couldn't, I'm gonna believe that he could. No, he (laughs) probably could. There's, there's probably. I mean, I don't know if he'd be able to like take on like an Olympic ping pong player, but I definitely think he could play ping pong with his nunchucks. I think he could play ping pong with me or Jeremy, and not me though. Or both of us. Are you good at ping pong? Uh, probably. I'm terrible. You're You're not calling it table tennis, so you suck. No. Table tennis. It's table tennis, man. It's table tennis, bro. Table Dude, tennis, I ping pong. Throw my iPhone 6 at your face. I'll eat it. No, you won't. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll move on. on. Okay, so this uh this is brought this is not a question. This is more of like just observation in news. Um this is brought up by Marcus Miles on Face It a Book. I wanted to bring this up, but this reminded me, so thank you, Marcus. Uh Shazam officially being part of the DCEU, but having the ability to pretty much do what they want. So they have a different team of producers, different team of directors, different team of everybody. They're what? under a new line. They're still connected, but like they're doing it's doing its own oh, thing. Oh man. Oh man. And your boy, uh, man, oh man, oh man, and the rock, I believe, is Black Adam. Oh, poop. What? Yeah. Wait, New Line is producing all that stuff? New Line is under Warner Brothers. Like, it's owned by New Warner Line Brothers. Cinema. So, like, they're all yeah. together. But, so, yeah. but New Line is in charge of Shazam. Oh. Did you hear that? Uh, but Guardians Jeff of the Johns is not overseeing this production. I don't think he is. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> what is going on? What is this? Yeah. What? That is either the best decision ever or the worst decision I'm th- ever. I'm hoping, I think we'll figure it yeah, out. I'm, I'm leaning toward the best because they're they don't they're not. I mean, this they, will they, be the first DC movie in a while that isn't under supervision like, of like under supervision major. of these uh the same people mm-hmm. basically. Oh, you know what I was talking about? I know this isn't really on the topic that was brought to our attention right now, but I think it's an interesting one that we should talk about it, considering we're off the cusp of Suicide Squad. Is the Dark Knight? Here's the the question I posed for you: Is the Dark Knight the worst thing to happen to DC films? What? The movie The Dark Knight, the worst thing to happen to DC films? No. So let me let me let me I start. I, I understand yeah. what you're asking. Let me paint a picture. Yeah, I understand. Oh, I see what you're saying. Let me paint a picture. Before we have DC films that kind of follow any side of the spectrum. Some are good, some are bad. Either way, they exist. Um. So then Batman Begins comes out. It's great. A lot of people like it. And then The Dark Knight comes out. Smash hit. It's arguably one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. One of the highest reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Kevin Smith called it the godfather of comic book movies. Yeah. And it is, uh, I think if you look at the IMDb list of greatest films of all time, I think it's number four. Underneath the Godfather 1, uh, Godfather it's, it's 1, Godfather whoa. 2, Shawshank Redemption is number one, followed by Godfather 1, and then Godfather 2, and then The Dark Knight. So... To, to put in perspective, this is a beloved film. This is a great film. It is a dark film, mm-hmm. right? I think <laughs> that... Says it in the title. I think that after what happened with this film, or, or do you guys think that what happened with this film kind of set DC, made Warner Brothers think like, oh, this movie's dark. People love this movie. We should make more dark movies. People will gravitate toward dark movies, right? Because that's what people seem to like. And ever since then, we had Man of Steel. We had Batman v Superman. And then we had Suicide Squad. And like... Love or hate Suicide Squad, as it is, it was written 
and shot as a different movie. Yeah. It was only changed into the movie that we witnessed in like during the editing process. So the whole, all the, the entire thing, like I remember there was that thing where DC Warner Brothers were saying, uh, DC Warner Brothers were saying like, no jokes in DC movies. We, we don't want any jokes. And there was like, that was actually a quote from like DC higher ups, no jokes. Huh. And so here's another question kind of going off of that. Did Warner Brothers influence Zack Snyder's style or did he influence Warner Brothers thinking? I don't think Zack Snyder influenced anything. I think that Warner Brothers said, we want someone who can give us that visual flair and darkness like Christopher Nolan, except with a big budget Hollywood style action that you get from like a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that was... And the closest fit for that role was Zack Snyder. I, I imagine they saw Zack Snyder and like, this guy did Watchmen. He did a pretty good job. It had the, the scale, but the darkness. Like, this could be a great step for the DC Extended Universe. And they went that path. In theory. Yeah, and I agree. So, like, my, my question is... And, like, again, if you love the DC Extended Universe, that's totally fine. I'm not saying that it's, it's uh, bad. I'm saying that it's not... It hasn't been a uh, critical... It, it just it's been polarizing for people. There's a lot of people who love it to death. There's a lot of people who hate it. A lot of the people I've spoken to who like Suicide Squad don't love Suicide Squad. They enjoyed Suicide Squad. Most of the people who I know who hate Suicide Squad hate Suicide Squad. Almost to borderline irrational hatred. Just mm-hmm. Borderline hyperbole <laughs> that they hate this movie. So Hyperbole. 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 So, <laughs> so that's my question. Like, Did the darkness of the Dark Knight influencing the darkness of the DC Extended Universe because you look at how the New 52 went, okay? Because the New 52 was launched in 2011 and it created a much darker comic book universe that was not well-received by fans overall. True. So, like, overall, from what I understand, most fans did not appreciate the the New 52 and that's why I think Rebirth is is actually making a lot of people really happy because they're sort of going back to that lighthearted, loving, mm-hmm. uh, fun DC universe that they grew up with. So that's my interesting question. I don't really actually know if I believe uh, I fall on either side of the spectrum in terms of how, what my thinking is, but I, I read an article that was talking about this. I talked about it with a couple of coworkers of mine that's saying, like, was the dark, did the Dark Knight's influence actually ne- negatively influence the future of these franchises? Or... Uh, hmm. I don't think so. Um, that's silly to me. I... I don't think it's silly. I think it's a good question. I think it's um, logically it would make sense. Um, but then I don't feel like that was the issue because Warner Brothers, aside from the DCEU, it's also made Warner Brother Warner Brothers Studios as a whole has made some very questionable choices with their lineup of mm-hmm. movies. In the past just in general, years. not even DC. Honestly, yeah. just in general. Yeah, they made, they've made, but they also have had great movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, DC and War- or Warner Brothers specifically has made great movies. Mm-hmm. Entire uh, Harry Potter Harry Potter series dude. was Warner Brothers. Harry yeah. Potter. They make you. They make sure you know it because yeah, but right before you see the word Harry Potter, you see a giant Warner Brothers. Yeah, but that <laughs> ended in 20- 2010? 2012. They did start getting. Progressively darker as the Harry Potter films. Oh, went it on. got dark. But, yeah. but let's also remember that Warner Brothers did the Matrix trilogy. Also dark. Also, interesting decision making after the first one because the other two, not 
awesome. Not in my opinion, not as awesome as the first one. Like they should have just stopped at the at the first one. But like that's what I'm saying. Warner Brothers can make awesome decisions, but then make questionable decisions. Not that's not not saying Matrix two and three were bad. Fox but has done the same though. With absolutely. The, mm-hmm. You look at Deadpool, and then, I mean, you like X Men Apocalypse, <laughs> but uh, well, a lot of people don't. I would I would say that look at Deadpool and then look at X Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like. No, you're absolutely One movie right. is universally loved. The other movie is, again, polarizing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and then look at Fantastic Four. Universally hated. Yeah. X-Men, again. X-Men 2, universally loved. X-Men 3, mm, universally so hated. Much. Again, like, pretty pretty much borderline hyperbole with how much people hate Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, uh, it's, like, it's like Disney has a pattern and a formula. It's like Warner Brothers, Fox, like, they don't, they, they make questions. They have no trying formula. To find yeah, Dragon formula. Ball Evolution. No one. I wish. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it was Shade. Warner Brothers. I don't See know. That? I'm just guessing. Hey, hey man. People worked on that movie. I know. That uh, created jobs. Fox made Dragon Ball That's Evolution. Right. Fox. I knew it was a... And then, let's see, Last Airbender. It was another studio that I was like, nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I'm <laughs> bringing like, up Fox these two Searchlight movies... Searchlight does, like, awesome stuff. Oh, Searchlight's great. But that's more of, like, an indie-based production. Them young Always. Last Airbender yeah. was Paramount. Uh, the only reason I bring those two up is because they are two of the lowest on Rotten Tomatoes and two of the most hated movies. Oh, by the way, <laughs> just so you know, in the last twenty years. Just so you know, I don't know if this has changed since you've looked, but um, Dark Knight actually is third. It it's goes. Four. It's three. It's four. I just checked. I just I, checked. I, I, oh, I just then checked it morning. literally just checked. Then the yeah, no, in it's the matter three. Of min- changed in the matter. It's of on Google. Yeah, it's, it's three. Oh, Google. Well, oh, we we were looking at IMDb. IMDb. Yeah, yeah, that's what I searched. Yeah, so uh, if you Google uh, IMDb top films... Highest on, rated IMDb top top 250. Uh, it, Google wow. may not have updated because on IMDb's website it shows... Oh, okay. Well, either way, it's three or four. four. Either, it doesn't matter. It's in the top five greatest movies of all time according to IMDb. That's so, like, crazy. It, it doesn't even matter. It's like it's, it, it's in there. <laughs> but, uh, according to IMDb, it's better than Schindler's List. According to IMDb. Fiction. Again, according to IMDb. Anybody can vote on IMDb. Interesting. That makes me really happy that Fight Club is in the top ten, though. So that's cool. Anyway, <laughs> I do like Fight Club. Again, that's all like that's mixed What's with critic reviews and with popularity. popularity. But like, that is a pretty important thing to note that these movies are, because the thing is, it it does it real it, it does not matter if a movie is well received by critics and hated by no, the general public. Not at all. And it also doesn't really it, it matters more that the general public likes a movie more than the critics. But you know what really shows a good movie? Is when everyone agrees. <laughs> yep. When everybody says this movie is good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes it. Regardless of of genre or whoever it is watching it, mm. uh, regardless of their taste, this movie is universally loved. And Shawshank Redemption, Godfather, and uh, and Dark Knight are three films that, that are fall into that, that category, fall into that category <laughs> on IMDb because it is fans meet uh, meet critics yep. on there, which is cool. Hmm, cool. So, but yeah, I just wanted to pose that question because somebody brought it up to me, and I don't know if I agree with it one hundred percent, but I thought it was it definitely made me think. Hmm. It made me think like when I do like thinking when when somebody presents an idea about a video that we make. And to see like something is incredibly popular that we do, we try to give the fans more of that in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We do the same thing. So more of that in a different way. More of that sort of thing in a different way. So like instead of doing Nightwing, we did Superboy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. More of the same, different. But like that sort of, sort of like affects 
decision making even on a small level like us so so wouldn't that affect decision making of you know for a major studio as well isn't it like people see that this type of yeah, film is but really then popular when we try something that doesn't work oh we change it yeah we, we change, change it real it. quick yeah but we're different from other from other people we also can we're turn not a on, huge studio yeah, we can also turn on a dime whereas like yeah. they're in an 18 wheeler and need to like really they need to find an intersection <laughs> yeah. first and i think i think i think that they i think they found that intersection with jeff johns yeah uh, but we won't really see the, the thing it's that, like the they're uh, guiding that Titanic, and they see the iceberg way too late. Yep. Yeah. They're like, like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Turn the ship. Turn the ship. Uh, no. It's Pull like <laughs> full reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, we're, like, we're, in, we're in like a car where we can just like boop, back up, reverse, do all that stuff. We're yeah. in like a sports car. And we're in a smart car. And a smart <laughs> car. Yeah. We can just maneuver wherever we need to, turn yeah. on a dime. Whereas like they're in this giant ship and they just need to have everyone like everybody like not even not even like the titanic they are on a they are on like a pirate ship where they need to get like all hands on deck need to start like lower the sails (laughs) change the direction drop the anchors and then everyone with like the rowing fins like out the side of the ship like like, come on try to turn on a dime it's like it does it just doesn't work as easily so i love this analogy yeah this is a fun analogy i'm having a good time with it but uh but yeah, I did think that was partic- that was interesting to think about. And then like you actually see the knee-jerk reaction. Like we're watching it happen mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. where they were like super dark. And they're like, oh, shit, people don't like dark. And then they tried to turn on a dime with Suicide Squad. It's like they thought they should turn left. But then it's like, oh, wait, the path is over there on the right. <laughs> so it's like trying yeah. to turn back. The, well, I, it, what it seems like is like, they went down oh, the wrong we need way. to turn left right now. And then they overcorrected and now they're spinning. Now they go down a one-way They're road that's the opposite They're way. They're hydroplaning. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I think that we will have, hopefully, it seems like if this is our car and we're driving, driving, and then they try to turn, and then now they're spinning out, and I feel like we're finally going to start correcting with Jeff Wonder Johns Woman. is a professional drift racer, so <laughs> he hella Tokyo drifts. I, I just, I really hope that Wonder Woman's really awesome, and it seems like it's combining the fun and the like charm and the humor with uh with cool action and sort of like a dark aesthetic mm-hmm. uh, you can already tell they they bump the vibrance of the costumes mm-hmm. so uh i again I, th- I thought that was an interesting interesting thing to talk about that and it's like everyone before you just jump to jump to your knee-jerk reaction think about that a little bit think about it on a and then, and then just give your opinion. You could agree or disagree. Again, mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't know if I believe either side particularly well. I'm sure yeah. there's influences of, of that happening just yes. slightly, but not as much as. I want to hear your five-page essay. Yeah, <laughs> let's beginning, know what you guys middle, think. and end. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Uh, Should we wrap that up? Yeah, Should we end on that? Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, remember, guys. Safety first. Well, we're just going to kind of beat this into your heads as much as possible. Be nice to each other and respect each other's opinions. You can have a differing opinion from someone uh, and still be nice. Mm-hmm. You could Complete. hate a movie and still, you know, be respectful about it. Yep. You, can, mm-hmm. you could hate someone and still be nice to them. I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings, but, like, I respect the crap out of those movies. Those are, those are well-made films. Just not for me. Like, see? Yeah. It's possible. It's fine. Uh, the Revenant, man. It's like it. Yeah, I'm sure it's like a great film, but it's like that sort of thing is just not my cup mm-hmm. of tea. Yeah, it's not up your alley. That's yeah. fine. I, re- I remember watching Seven Pounds with Will Smith and was like, 
I can tell this is probably a really good movie, but I just can't deal with this right now. This is like way too heavy. I do, not, I do not want to be watching this right now. Fair enough. And it's just like there's nothing wrong with it as a film. I yeah. want to see you react to Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, I, I, that's totally up my alley. Yeah, yeah that's that sounds that's like, like totally that is your alley. Yeah, that's, that's Danny that's, Way. That's, that's <laughs> totally my. That's totally my my type of film. It's like the super dark ones with the sad endings and just like. Hey, yeah, I made you watch this entire movie yeah, just to be sad like at the end. Yeah, you would not like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, it's just like... It's, you would not like The Road. Yeah, it's just like... I just like seeing things... You know, movies are escapism mm-hmm. for me, so... Um, yeah. But yeah, be nice to each other. Jeremy? Dap. Yeah. Remember, uh, Jeremy's advice is to dap. <laughs> dap. What does that mean? Just be young. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? It's People ask us all the time on Twitter yeah. what dap and young mean. I'm like, I don't know what they mean. Jeremy knows what they mean, they're maybe. Not, they're tech- yeah. Gotta stay young. You gotta live young to be that young. Yeah, man. <laughs> Literally everything we said about being nice to each other and respecting each other, that's encapsulated in that word. <laughs> <laughs> stay young, guys. I do like that people... Really quick, last thing. I do like how people are... Like, there's some people who... People are actually pointing others to our podcast to say, like, you want to hear some DC fanboys uh, talk about something and be, like, totally rational about it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Hawk Talk. Awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> cool. We're rational. Rationale. We yeah. love DC, but we don't hate Marvel because we like DC. Yeah. <laughs> we like DC probably because we grew up with DC a little bit more, but, like, we still love Marvel Hell stuff. Hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Comic books FTW. It blows my mind when people think that you can't like both. You're incapable of liking both. If you don't like it, that's one thing. But like, I don't understand how someone can be incapable. Just because you, you don't either. like it doesn't mean we, we like don't DC like and it. Marvel, Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> DC and Mac. Yeah, yeah. Elvis and the Beatles. What? And what? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's okay. Sure. Yeah. Or like I, a, I do. Yeah. Beach uh, Boys. Beach, Beach Boys, Beach Boys, and the Beatles. Yeah, I remember that. Like they had a big thing. Yeah, they big thing. did. Yeah. I, I like, like them both of them. Who, who, who are we like? The color red and the color blue. Yeah, I like Canon and Nikon. <laughs> Guys, come on! <laughs> oh, the greatest wars in history. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I do like iPhones. I'm just kidding. I've, I've never, <laughs> I've never used an Android honestly, phone, so I'll be honest. I, I can't really speak to that part. But Xbox and PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. <laughs> yep. PS Vita and 3DS. Okay, guys. We love you. Bye. Whoa, wait. Oh, wait. No. Make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Daniel Chef. He's at Nola Chef. Jeremy's at Jeremy Lee with three Ys. Tony is at Walk on Tony. And now I feel like over the course of this episode, you've seen what it's like to have a child if you don't have one already. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, a lot of work. Yep. Clearly. A lot of disappearing and reappearing. Mm-hmm. Magic. It's double time work. Double time. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, hammer time. Um, oh, yeah, make sure to support us on Patreon if you like the show. And uh, yeah, uh, support us, support each other, be nice to each other, live your dreams. Do, do you know, live free or die hard. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, live uh, or uh, stay young. Yeah, stay young and uh, get rich or, or, or try dying or uh, die trying. And uh, okay, we love you. Bye. Wow. Bye. <laughs>
Skit up, skit up, skit up, My name is Danny Shepard, and joining me, as always, is my lovable band of goons, starting with Jeremy Lee. That young. Noel oh, Shefflin. Jeez. What does it do? <laughs> Did she just throw up on you? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, We're keeping this in. Can we keep this in? Oh, okay, yeah, man. I guess. Did she throw up on the floor? No, she threw up on my Apple Watch, bruh. <laughs> Did she throw up on the floor? No. Did you get Apple me. Care Plus, though? I caught it with my watch. <laughs> as long as it's not on the I floor. I caught it with my money, <laughs> essentially. I caught it with my $400 watch. <laughs> <laughs>